This is Ursel Harrison with the Barnabas File Podcast. Today we'll be interviewing Marcy Wilson Boggs, a recent graduate of Central Baptist Seminary in Shawnee, Kansas, on her project related to use of technology in the church of the 21st century, something that's very important right now. Marcy, thank you for joining us today. I want to talk with you a little bit about the project you did as a student at Central Seminary, dealing with uh, digital communication in 21st century. How did you happen to choose this topic? I think that churches, um, if they want to remain relevant, they have to be aware that digital natives and, and kids that have grown up looking at screens are going to require this. And churches need to be aware that Uh, text is not going to be the only way for Christian formation and for the future. So I think that embracing technology for ministries um, is crucial uh, if they want to remain relevant in the 21st century. Hmm. Well, you did a very extensive uh, project here and a lot of research. One of the things that really got my attention was you made the comment that uh, use of technology in churches tends to be an extension of their values. What did you mean by that? Churches will use technology uh, to reflect what is most important to them. So uh, an example that always comes up in this realm is uh, the Amish. The Amish have made a very conscious choice not to use electricity. They don't have telephones. They you know, still use horses and buggies. But I go to a co-op Uh, here in Tennessee, where an Amish uh, farm contributes, and they have to go over to a neighbor's house every Sunday evening and call uh, the proprietor and tell them what they have for sale. And they have to, you know, it's a good hour and a half trip to go to the neighbors, borrow their phone, tell them what's for sale, and go back home. But for them, that reflects their values. Mm -hmm. Their values are Yes, we need technology for certain things, but we're not going to have it where we are. Churches of today in a lot of um, small to mid-sized churches, they want to connect with their congregations, but uh, they're not sure how. And so they have to consider the values of the congregation. Uh, When I first started at the small Lutheran church where I go, they were using phone tree, which automatically calls everyone. And I said, oh, why don't you get rid of that? And somebody in the office said, we have two or three ladies in their 90s. They are never going to have a computer. They need to know what's going on. And we're going to keep this as long as they're around. I had to appreciate that their values necessitated using something like phone tree. That also means, though, that our children have the expectation that we're going to step up our technology so that we can continue to uh, hold their interest and to be able to teach them using different media. So it's a real challenge to churches to have a value set that will impact more than one generation. Uh, Very often we think about what's most convenient to one particular group of people without thinking about that full spectrum of the folks we're trying to reach in our, in our congregational life. Right, right. But I mean, it goes back to the values. You know, if if they don't have a lot of kids in the congregation, they may not be thinking about things like, you know, videos. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 
it really is something to, to, to consider. Yeah. One of the other things you talked about was the uh, pitfalls of technology for churches. Could you identify several of those that you think are, are pitfalls that churches should watch out for? Well, there are many pitfalls uh, because there's a polarity in technology. There's almost two ends of the spectrum. In some ways, it helps people to connect more. In other ways, it continues to marginalize the poor. If uh, kids live in households that don't have a laptop or internet access, how are they able to connect? And so that technology divides the rich and poor even further. That is a big pitfall. And the church has to be aware of the needs. And the church might even want to consider um, setting up uh, Wi-Fi inside their buildings for the people who can't afford it and you know who want to come to the church bring their kids to the church and let them do their homework, for example. Um, there's also um, a lot of advantages and disadvantages in the sense that technology is never going to solve the human nature issues that religion solves or, or things that we address like evil, like worldwide suffering, like death. Technology doesn't really have the capacity to address those things. Although those things are hugely important in our society and can't be ignored, but technology can't, can't bridge that gap. Um, there's also uh, online overwhelm, too many gadgets. You know, we've got cell phones, we've got texting, we've got emails, we've got websites. Sometimes people just feel overwhelmed and churches don't know what to do uh, to be able to be relevant without overdoing it. And, you know, when people are tired of it, they're thinking, oh, that's the last thing I want to see. And, you know, how do you keep from overdoing it? How do you remain uh, important and relevant without overdoing it? Uh, I think that's a, there's a, um, a delicate balance there. There's also what's called technopoly. Um, technopoly was a term that was used in a book called uh, God and Gadgets. Uh, which is a really good book. But in the book, the guy talks about his grandmother, uh, grandfather, who was 87 years old. His grandfather could go out and work on his truck and anything that was wrong with it, he knew how to fix it because he had had that truck for 30, 20 or 30 years. We have reached the point in our society of technopoly, and that is we don't know how to fix the technology that we have. And subsequently, we become very much a society that just throws things away. It's disposable. We get rid of it because we don't know how to fix it. That also means that the technology is controlling us almost as much as we're controlling it. Uh, for kids, for instance, um, they have a term called FOMO, fear of missing out, FOMO. And what that means is uh, for teenagers, for instance, or young adults, they feel as if they are on an electronic leash with their cell phones. They're terrified to leave the house without them. They can't go anywhere. They're an appendage connected to their hand. And that is really dangerous. I think people who are over 35 don't seem to have that same connection with their cell phone. They kind of say, 
hey, I'm busy, I'm gonna turn it off, I'm gonna leave it in the other room, I'm not even gonna look at it. The younger kids are from 35 and under these days, you see that there's a real uh, anxiety surrounding this technology, which in some ways is not really that healthy. So the church needs to be really aware of, of technopoly and how that's affecting, um, affecting congregants, affecting how they learn uh, Christian formation, how they learn to connect with each other. Just to kind of wrap up, let me ask you one question about church's approach to the use of uh, digital formats and digital platforms. If you could give a church one word of advice about addressing uh, digital possibilities, what would you say to that church? I would say technology is a tool. The best thing that you can do is to decide how you would like to connect with your community and make sure your technology is designed to help you uh, accomplish that goal. It's not about the bells and the whistles. It's about the connection. And you have to see technology as the tool for that connection. And if you use it wisely to extend, to build those bridges and to extend those connections, then technology's done its job. If you let it take over, uh, people are not really that impressed. They wanna see how it's actually going to be meaningful. You're adding meaning to their lives using uh, the tools of technology. So it's all about the connection as usual. <laughs> Marcy, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me.